You're listening to the Soul Care Podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, the founder of the Soul Care House, a group of therapists working in community with a shared perspective about the path towards healing and change. This podcast is about creating a space for real conversations about real life struggles, a place where you can gather insight and support for issues that are relevant to you and the people you love. So sit back, put your feet up, and let's talk. Hey everyone, I'm sitting with Shannon, one of the therapists at the Soulcare House, and we thought we would have a conversation today about change and how to conceptualize it, how to grow in the middle of it, how to feel about it, how to manage your feelings about it, because change is always happening. And we were talking about how it's what brings clients in a lot. It's like some big change has happened. And usually it's something disturbing, right? Like a, a divorce or a betrayal or um, or they're looking toward a big change. Like maybe I'm like, I feel like I don't know where my life is going and I need some help deciding what kind of career I want or whether I should stay in this relationship. So sometimes they're on a precipice of a change Mm -hmm. and needing some help talking about that, or they're in the middle of a very big sort of life altering change that they didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. Um, So we thought we'd have a conversation today about like, what are some things to keep in mind, some helpful um, ways to conceptualize change, chaos, stagnation, Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, so Shannon, maybe maybe let's start with like sort of what what do you sort of see regularly um, as a concern that clients are coming in with? Like what are the what are the varieties mm-hmm. of things that people are coming in with to talk about around the idea of change? Yeah, I th- I think a lot of times it's that idea of either I know I need to make a change in my life, mm-hmm. but Either I don't have the tools to make that change, I may be afraid of that change or the consequences it could bring. For some people, it's a change just happened to me that I didn't choose or I didn't want, and now I have to figure out how do I want to respond to that change? Who do I want to be in the midst of this change or what's even possible, If it's especially if it's a really earth-shattering one Mm -hmm. and it shakes everything up in a really horrific way or brings a lot of suffering like there's just this whole spectrum and yet change often seems to be like the constant part of yeah. the equation um, yeah. and you said it perfectly like well change is always happening but sometimes we reach like a threshold yes. on the levels of change that our bodies and our hearts and our souls can sort of handle versus when it gets past that threshold yeah and we kind of realize oh I'm maybe more overwhelmed than I thought or I'm a little bit in survival mode or Mm -hmm. I'm panicky or I'm feeling chaotic like there's a lot of versions some people might even go into a depression state because they go into more of a shutdown when it's a lot of change so I think that constant piece of change being a part of the equation but just the level of it Mm -hmm. tends to be Mm -hmm. A really frequent piece when people come in yeah yeah and sometimes we have control over how much change we're exposing ourselves to like um, I think I want to move across the country and start a new career or start a new relationship like we might be actively pursuing something new because mm-hmm. we're like I think I think there's some an opportunity for me to grow or to experience something new 
mm-hmm. on the other side of this. And so we're heading toward it yeah. um, on our own, um, our, in our own free will. And then as you say, like sometimes a big, terrible chain is hoisted on us. Mm-hmm. And if the change is something you have been consulted on, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you didn't get to have a say. Yeah. Um, my opinion was not asked for. Yeah, nobody. If this yeah, is happening. Yeah, yeah. Whether like somebody left me, or you know, as you say, like there's a loss of the death of a person who's significant, like we've had in our family, and um, yeah, if it's a big thing like that, or you got fired from a job that you loved, or you get sick, right? Like mm-hmm. something happens. Like, what are some healthy ways to? think about that kind of change like obviously it's overwhelming and shakes you up and then after you get sort of through that or if after you sort of get used to being Mm -hmm. in chaos internally like what are what are some healthy ways to um, think about what's happening if it's a change that feels pretty overwhelming Mm -hmm. I think the first piece that a lot of people need is just the the normalization that you're gonna have maybe a default reaction to change Mm. and for some people that's gonna be I kind of like to conceptualize it in the fight flight freeze response um which is when something happens to us that's distressing we can often go into you know our response mode of I'm either gonna fight so I'm gonna move towards it I'm gonna charge at the change I'm gonna tackle it head on for some people, it's flight. They want to kind of run away. That might mean being in denial or trying to push it aside. And for some, it's freeze where they just feel paralyzed by mm-hmm. it. And I think having people slow down just enough in the midst of the change to be like, what is that default tendency that I am doing? Am I like going into fight mode and I'm just go, 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 do, do, do? And yeah. it's problem solve and we're not going to take a breath and we're just going to run straight at this. Or is it, oh, I'm kind of running away from it. I'm kind of trying to hide and pretend like it's not happening. Whatever it may be for the person, just recognizing what your default reaction is, I think, is often a first step because that's going to tell us, oh, well, what are you feeling inside? Yeah. Are you feeling maybe so scared and like you don't have the resources, so that's why you're running away? Mm -hmm. Or do you feel more angry and threatened, and so that's why you're running towards it? Or you're trying to cope with the sense of powerlessness that you feel by trying to take action. I think that's often a first starting point for people. That's a super helpful thought. I'm just realizing that I... I, I'm just recognizing this right now that like I've been in fight mode this mm-hmm. last year and I've never labeled it that I've been like, you know, I lost my husband and now I have all these things that I have to do. I have to handle. And I've like really gone after all the things. And so when, when I have a minute, I recognize like I'm crashing a little, like mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Um, I maybe haven't had enough time for crying and being sad because I'm trying to handle all the things. And I think about it like, this is my job now. This is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just now making the connection. Like, that's me in fight mode. And while, like, I've been getting a lot of things done, it's already, it's also exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it is my default, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when something hard happens, I go to, like, Let's get this. Let's get this handled. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do, yeah. right? Put on the big so, girl pants. Yeah, and go yeah. After, yeah. Because I, 
I want to make sure that I'm taking care of things. I'm taking care of my kids. I'm taking care of my situation. Mm -hmm. And I think I have, I have been underestimating how much it's cost me to stay for what a year and a half in fight mode Mm -hmm. much of the time. Mm -hmm. So that's a super helpful thought that like the go, go, go mode Mm -hmm. can be fight mode. That's like super helpful. Mm -hmm. And then the flight mode might look like what? for someone that's not my default Mm -hmm. so what would it look like besides just like running away what what are other ways that we might be running away if we're in chaos I mean sometimes that's it could be distracting yourself with other things and not dealing with the change Mm -hmm. so some people's version of running away isn't an actual like physical running away it's oh I'm gonna look at all these other pieces because I don't want to handle the change that's coming at me but for some people, they physically do, like, I'm going to go on a vacation. I'm going to go back to where my, you know, support system is. They may retreat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that may be for a short while, and that's really needed to kind of cope or to wrap their mind around it. But for some, that may be more extended time. Yeah. Um, so it can be a physical running away, but it can be maybe even just a mental or an emotional running away. Yeah. Where it's, I'm, I'm not going to think about that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to take action on it. I'm going to put it off as much as possible because I don't want to face reality. Right. Um, so that, that can look like denial. It can look distracting ourselves with other things. It can be physical or it can just be more of a mental and emotional mm-hmm. version of it or a combination of all. Yeah. And then freeze mode would maybe look more like depression, would you say? Or what are the other options for how freeze mode like might look? Yeah, I think the, fr- the freeze mode could be it, that depression or it could be just sort of that feeling like you're spinning your wheels Mm. and so it could even be a version of like the rumination piece oh yeah good um Mm -hmm. I think it can show up that way where it's oh I'm I'm literally sitting here I don't even realize I've been stuck in my head just my wheels spinning Mm -hmm. with all of the chaos that's swirling and I can't I can't decide to make a move towards or I'm not even running away I'm just kind of either thinking in the spinning rumination or it's the you know, that physical body shutting down of depression. And I, I, I'm so paralyzed. I don't even want to move. Right. Um, I don't have the energy to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a helpful thought about like the rumination, right? Like I could just, just be in my head Mm -hmm. thinking about all the things, but not actually being able to get anything done or Mm -hmm. or take a rest or whatever. So like if you feel yourself swirling, that might be an indicator like I'm actually I'm actually in freeze mode I'm stuck mm-hmm. and I might I might need some kind of support to get out of that whether yeah. it's talking to somebody or getting outside or just something that like might push me out of yeah. freeze mode like what right. what works when I'm in freeze mode is yeah. something to think about because sometimes when it's so intense in that <laughs> in that direction of freeze it can be I can't even make a decision to go do something nice for myself yeah. it's it's it can be such a paralyzing of oh even if I wanted to go do something as restful I'm second guessing yeah am I gonna do that or am I gonna do this do I need that it, it can be so intense in that and so right. it's like even being able to slow down enough to recognize just choose something mm-hmm. that's good to yeah. kind of break the freeze yeah um, and that's sometimes when you can tell 
that it's really kind of taken hold Mm -hmm. in the freeze mode. Yeah. So it can look like I might be paralyzed on the couch watching Netflix for days. And then I might decide all I have to do is go go put the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm going to just try to get one thing done. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people find that like when they take one step, it's like, oh, okay, okay. I sort of like broke the spell almost. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, well, I think I might might be able to sweep the kitchen floor also. And Mm -hmm. I might be able to do a load of laundry. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then I might be able to go outside. Yeah. You know, like. It's like creating that inertia. Yeah. That movement piece yeah. can really help. And it can start with just one small thing. What's one small step I could take yep. that feels doable? Mm-hmm. Getting myself from freeze to a step. Mm-hmm. 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 So when people sort of get through the initial, like, holy crap, what's happened to my life? Mm-hmm. What What do you think is like, what's the next step? Like when we've sort of figured out what our default is and we're, we're acknowledging that, we're working with that, what are some other things to be keeping in mind? I think for a lot of people, it's keeping an eye on, first off, I mean, the work that we do a lot is what are the emotions that are coming up around this change? Because mm-hmm. your emotions are going to influence what decisions you're making. And if there's a lot of emotions that are either under the surface that we're not acknowledging, that's still going to impact our decision, Um, whether that's, oh, I'm really angry about this, Mm -hmm. or I'm feeling really disappointed about what happened. And so I think for people kind of having space to let those emotions breathe and to name them so that it's saying, okay, this is going on for me, but am I going to let that drive the decision that I'm making about this change? Because they're going to be there regardless. But right. if we're not kind of naming them and processing them, we're not going to have a chance to make the decision kind of from a more stepped back yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of that idea um, that I often say to clients, feelings are like small children. They, You have to look after them, but you can't leave them alone. They'll burn down the house. You can't let them be in charge. They'll burn down the house. Mm-hmm. So it's that idea like we have to know what's going on with them. We have to pay attention, acknowledge, supervise them, but we can't let them be in charge of decision making, especially at times like that when we're like, we're just not doing very well. Mm -hmm. And so we need another part of ourselves or support who can come in and say, well, what about, what about trying this? This might be a better idea. Mm -hmm. Sort of like, it also reminds me of Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic, her book, Big Mm -hmm. Magic. She talks about fear Mm -hmm. and how fear is always along for the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And she talks about, yeah, there's nothing we can do about that. That's not going anywhere. Um, But we got to put fear in the backseat of the car and say like, I understand you have to come along and that's okay, but you can't navigate. You can't pick the radio station. You're not in charge of snacks. Mm -hmm. You're not Mm -hmm. in charge of when we're going to stop or where we're going to go. I'm going to make those decisions. The grounded part of me is going to make those decisions. But like the emotional part of me who's like really having trouble can't be in charge Mm -hmm. of making the decisions even, but acknowledged, right? Like, Yeah. yeah, you're, you're really struggling, but Here's what we're going to do. The grounded part of me will know what to do. Yeah. Right. Because when we're in fight, flight, freeze, that means some level of fear is at play. Yeah. And if we're not able to kind of name that fear, okay, what am I really afraid of? Mm -hmm. And for some, with some changes, there's a lot. 
And with the fear, it can create this tunnel vision of, you know, all people can think of is the what ifs of all the bad that can happen. Yeah. But the fear isn't allowing them to say, well, what about the what ifs of the things that are hopeful or good that could happen mm-hmm. moving forward? You know, if the fear is taking over, it's, you know, you kind of can get this obsessive quality about it and it can it can double up on itself and create more flight or more freeze, mm-hmm. more fight. So I think even being able to acknowledge the fears there and it's like, okay, what is your process of putting fear in the back seat? Like if we yeah. use that metaphor, it's okay, well, first I have to acknowledge it's around it all. Right. And then where's this fear coming from and what do I need to help me put it in the back seat? And it might be a moment by moment process depending mm-hmm. on if that fear is getting triggered when you're in the midst of yeah. all of this change. Yeah. And do you need to be talking to someone else who's outside of it that can help you put fear in the backseat? Mm-hmm. Do you need, you know, your sources of support or your places of stability to go to to help ground you? Because if fear is really raging hard, it wants to grab the steering wheel and it wants to say, you know, panic, panic, panic. Right. And then right. we can't get like a clear grounded thought in. Yeah. Yeah. So first step is acknowledging I'm having this feeling. This is, this is pretty overwhelming. Mostly my feeling is fear, or at least that might be the case in a certain situation. My big feeling is fear. And then next, what are we going to do? I think next we're going to, like, once we've gotten it potentially into the back seat, then it's like, you're able to start, okay, what are my actual options when yeah. when fears not run in the show? Mm-hmm. Do I get to take a breath and be like, what are all my options? What are the good things that could happen? What yeah. are you know maybe there's some neutral options, but instead of only the fear based things looking at us, it's like okay, what what are all the pieces that I have at play? And that's where we can even start like to get creativity to come in because when oh, fears great. at the at the front we don't have our like higher level thinking online and so creativity Mm -hmm. and imagination Mm -hmm. really can't thrive right and so i think when we're able to get that on that's when we can start to oh i'm gonna tap into this resource i'm gonna talk to this person that's been through this i'm going to explore this option oh i've been through this before i actually can make it through this like when we're able to get into that grounded spot that's when we can access like oh, wait, I've handled hard things before. Mm-hmm. I think I can draw from that. Oh, I think I can reach out to this organization or this website or this person or whatever it may be that needs to help you navigate it. Yeah. You're more in an expansive spot when yeah. fear's not right staring you in the face at, right. the, at the front of the car driving the wheels. Yeah. It's almost like thinking, if I wasn't so afraid, what would I do? Mm-hmm. If I wasn't so embarrassed, if I wasn't so humiliated, if I wasn't so whatever, right? Like if I wasn't having this big feeling, what would I do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. Sort of that idea of like, I have this feeling, but I'm also capable, like you're saying, I'm also capable of making um, good decisions. I'm capable of coming up with a plan. Mm-hmm. I just have to find a way to relax enough to tap into my creativity, my problem solving skills. Mm-hmm my resources and that can help move me forward Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and some of that and maybe it's that okay I also and don't have to fully like get rid of the fear either and that sounds like what Gilbert's saying in that book is 
if we feel like we can't move forward unless fear is totally gone, yeah. then we're going to spend the whole time fighting the fear. Right. Which is impossible. Yeah. yeah. It's a fight you can't win. Nope. We can't. <laughs> it's it's going to always pop up around somewhere. And so yeah. some of that, I mean, people don't always love this phrase, but some of it's like, how can you befriend the fear? Mm-hmm. You know, how can you say, okay, like, what's what's your role here? Okay, you're reminding me that I'm... I'm stepping into potential growth. I'm stepping into change. I'm stepping into discovery. Like maybe the fear is just, it's helping you open your eyes and be more awake to that because Mm -hmm. it's saying, yeah, you're doing something new or something scary or something unknown, but maybe it makes you be more awake and alive to that. What are the ways that we can potentially reframe fear as something that we can befriend at mm-hmm. times, even though it's maybe not the friend that we want. Right, right. But it's the friend we got. <laughs> it's the friend we got. Um, and for yeah. some people, it's more heightened than for others. And yeah. so for some, it, they may be like, you know, fear's just not as big an issue. And yeah. for others, it's, okay, if this is going to be here, maybe I have to have a level of acceptance and surrender to it and right. find my ways to to befriend it and to not panic because the fear's there. Yeah. And saying, Fear's a normal part of the human range of emotion. Mm-hmm. And what's it what's it telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like loneliness, same thing, right? If I'm mm-hmm. feeling a great deal of loneliness, I have to embrace, befriend the loneliness and just all the different feelings you can have, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, when, we're, when we're stuck with them, it can be very helpful to just accept them, acknowledge and accept like that's, yeah, that's going to be along for the ride for a bit. Mm-hmm. And can I accept that this is a season of life with loneliness or fear or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because if we, if we turn it into like we're in a battle against those things, then it becomes so focused on that. Mm-hmm. That can kind of take up all of our energy Yeah. Um, versus building in. I think one of the things that we talk a lot about here is, you know, what are, what are some of the rhythms and practices you can build in that give you a sense of stability or groundedness when you're in the midst of yeah. a lot of fear? Um, Esther Perel, who's this amazing therapist. Genius. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some of you may listen to her podcast, Where Should We Begin? She talks about, you know, we, we always need a level of stability and change. Um, if we have too much stability, it leads to stagnation. If we have too much change, it can lead to chaos and overwhelm and too much survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so if you're finding yourself in a season of one or the other of those, you know, using those categories as a diagnostic of, ooh, am I, am I drifting so far into survival or chaos mode because there's so much change that I need to introduce some rhythms of stability to mm-hmm. try to get myself a little more grounded like to give yourself some handholds yeah while you're handling especially if it's the type of change that you have no control over it's just happening to you yeah you're kind of making it one day to the next like okay what are the things you do have control over that you mm-hmm. can build in for some rhythms of stability that bring rest or groundedness or a moment of joy or a moment of connection Mm -hmm. to kind of help you weather the change yeah and it sounds like you're saying one of the things we can look for is like if we have those rhythms of stability going on we will we'll notice our creativity coming online we'll notice our problem solving coming online Mm -hmm. so that can maybe be an indicator gosh i need I need more things that are going to create some stability for me because those are offline right now. 
I'm not thinking well. I'm not tapping into Mm -hmm. parts of me that are really good at managing things. Mm -hmm. So I need some rhythms of stability to help me have access to that. Yep. Yep. And for some that may be, you know, and we talk a lot about what sort of movement exercise can you introduce Mm -hmm. into your life? And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's, oh, if I'm just going for a walk, I'm getting out of the house, I'm getting into a different environment and maybe I choose, I'm not going to have a podcast or an audio book blaring through my headphones maybe I'm just gonna look around and Mm -hmm. notice what I see maybe maybe you have some soothing music playing but something that lets you get movement get some grounding engage your five senses get out of whatever pattern you're in at home Mm -hmm. some some of those rhythms are so key for people because that can be the place where it's like oh I'm a different part of my brain is yeah, yeah. getting opened up. Or yeah. And you can really something. feel that, right? Mm-hmm. When that shift happens inside you of like, oh, I was kind of swirling and now I'm like, I just got a great idea mm-hmm. or I just I just came up with a solution to that problem. Yeah. Or it's if you have a place, like a location, that's usually a, a place that's got really great memories or makes you feel really grounded or really alive or see beauty, you know that might be your grounding place of rhythm yeah. and maybe you need to be going there more often during this yeah. season. Yeah. What are some of the things then, um, how do we know we have too much stability going on? Mm. Right? Like that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but how, what happens if there's too much sameness, too much stability? I mean, the buzzwords that I'll hear a lot is just people saying, I feel so bored. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And boredom can be, oh, is that the opportunity to try to look with new eyes at your life? Like, what have you become kind of numb to that you can become more awake to? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that may be the invitation of, okay, maybe there's been too much stability. You're, you haven't had much, like, friction to help bring yes. about some change or some growth so maybe that's the sign saying all right you've you've maybe done a lot of growing but now you've reached a point of I got to step into a new challenge I have to step mm-hmm. into a, a healthy risk yeah I need to maybe look at other options to challenge myself or to see you know what am, what am I blind to that I need to open my eyes to mm-hmm. and I think for some, some people that can be in work they would say oh I'm really bored at work that that's a huge one for people but it could be in their relationships mm-hmm. it could be in their own personal development it could be you know their involvement with their environment and their community yeah whatever it may be but I think the the board can be yeah. a big buzzword and it's like, well, what are you doing with your boredom? Yeah. Are you just numbing out or are you saying, okay, what, what opportunities are around me that I just, because I see them every day, I've kind of desensitized to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big one. What would you say are some other ones you've seen with stagnation, too much stability? Yeah. I think the being bored is, is for sure one of those or like, just like I'm, I'm not, I can see that I'm not growing as a person. I can see myself stuck in my habits. Um, I don't have energy Mm -hmm. to do anything new. I don't really care Mm -hmm. about doing anything new. I'm just like, I don't have to grow. I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing about change is it offers this very loud 
flaring opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking to some friends who have three small kids and they were just talking about how like every day, all day long, it's just like, there's just no breaks. It's like we go from school to sports to whatever. And like, there's no time to like go to the bathroom or to go to the grocery store to like think of, you know, there's just the intensity of raising small children is Mm -hmm. so much um, like you can't even get a moment of peace on the toilet exactly. because there is a little one knocking on the always, door potentially. Always, always yeah. knocking on the door. Um, but we were talking about how resilience is being built in the middle of that stressful time. And I think one of the things that doesn't happen when we have too much stability is we're not building muscle for resilience. And I don't know. I think we really need resilience. I think mm-hmm. it's like it's crucial for surviving all the things that come, right? Mm -hmm. Bigger, smaller um, difficulties that come. It's like we need resilience to get through them Mm -hmm. and to handle them well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if people are like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not growing. I'm wandering around doing the same things. But I think your board term is like, it's a really good um, indicator of like, yeah, I'm just... I'm just not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Boredom, apathy. Yeah. I think those are some of the big buzzwords. Yeah. And that can be, okay, let's let's use that and let's dig underneath it. Mm-hmm. How long have you been feeling that way? Yeah. Do you tend to feel it across the board or just in certain environments? Yeah. And then with that, well, what would, what would make you not bored? Yes, yes. Great question. When's the last time? you felt inspired yeah when you felt really engaged Mm -hmm. in something Mm -hmm. right and and are there rhythms of that have there been like repeated things where it's like oh I I tend to get bored when this happens but then when this happens it sparks me you know are there patterns that go along with that whether that has to do with is it the role you have in your job is it the framework that you're approaching things in your life Mm -hmm. is it with your social relationships, you know, whatever it may be, but helping people kind of name underneath that, like, okay, has has this been ongoing for a while? Or is it in certain realms? Is it across the board? Mm -hmm. And, and what's the nature of it, you know, and how, and how do you respond to the boredom? You know, what do people do with it? For some people, they, they do press into it. For others, it's okay. This is, I guess, just how it's going to be. You know, some people can kind of give into this hopelessness of, what if it's always going to feel this way? Yeah. Um, and I think that's when we go, okay, like that means a little bit of those like goggles have started to set in that you're unable to see like, wait, no, we can, we can create momentum. We can create mm-hmm. change and growth, but it's having to look at and say like, oh, I, I'm probably going to have to choose that for myself because unless something right. happens to me, <laughs> right. like no one's, no one's going to do it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that can be hard for people. And I think that's then what can create the new crisis all of a sudden is, oh, mm. I've realized maybe I am born. I do want to change. But now that I'm staring change in the face, yeah. now I'm scared. This all was a bad sudden. idea. <laughs> <laughs> so then it, it yeah. becomes almost that choice of I can choose to step into change and growth or I can choose to stay yeah. in this yeah. current pattern. And, and that's sometimes a crossroads where people will come in and they'll say, do I have what it takes to press into this? Mm, and I like, yeah, well, of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. You just, you don't know what it's going to feel like. And, and that's going to be exciting and scary all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, 
would you rather say, I think we have this quote downstairs in, in front of our office of about the, you know, the pain of, of growing is, yes. is, uh, it's better than more the bearable pain. than yeah. the pain of staying the same. Yes. Totally. Um, totally. And, and I think that's, you know, yeah. such, such a common human experience mm-hmm. in this whole journey of, okay, stagnation, stability, growth, change. And we're always finding ourselves somewhere Yeah, on that spectrum. Yeah. I think the thing that can be, um, can complicate it is like comparing yourself to others, right? Yes. Like people's capacity for this is very different, Yes. right? Like some folks, like if we think about that through the lens of the Enneagram, right? Like mm-hmm. the sevens and the eights might have a lot more capacity for change and for pressing in to things. And then some of the rest of us may have less capacity where it's like the sixes and, you know, the fours maybe and And the nines and the nines, right? Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. gosh, I can't, I can't run like so-and-so does. I can't head into this much change and this much newness. That's just not doable for me. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to, as you, if you're thinking about, gosh, I'm bored, um, and maybe change is good for me. Maybe that's something I should be thinking about to also remember, like, let's keep in mind your capacity and mm-hmm. it's okay to not take on something that is so overwhelming that it's, it's just going to create a nightmare for you, right? right. Like, or trying to be like somebody you see on Instagram who's mm-hmm. always doing something, mm-hmm. always got a new idea, a new, launching a new business, whatever. It's like some people are wired for that and they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. And some of the rest of us are like, I just can't pull that off. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I just need smaller change or more incremental change mm-hmm. um, to keep me growing and to keep increasing my resilience and my capacity as a person, but mm-hmm. comparing yourself to how other people are attacking life or not attacking life can be really unhelpful, I think. I so agree. Especially because for them, it's like their boredom maybe kicks in so much quicker and it becomes mm-hmm. more of an invitation of, oh, well, are you afraid to just be with yourself? Yes. Yeah. That's something to think about. Are you afraid to slow down because something else might surface? Like right. they could have a whole other thing going on that's driving the go, 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 the change, mm-hmm. change, change that's different than yours. Right. And it's that like, okay, we can only be on our own journeys. And so it's, especially I think too, uh, I've seen a lot of articles that talk about like, we're afraid of boredom. That's why we're constantly on our phones, right. why we're constantly checking things. And so some levels of boredom are actually needed because then imagination and creativity can mm-hmm. surface. Yeah. If we're constantly kind of occupied with so much input or all of these things going on then certain levels of creativity and imagination can't come out so it I would say even with that term boredom I want to couch it with is it a pervasive long-standing ongoing boredom versus if you're bored in a moment Mm -hmm. that's normal and that's okay and you know and that might even allow other things to surface if we allow some level of boredom and we're not packing our schedule but I agree. The co- the comparison piece is is such an unhelpful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. part to try to diagnose our own journeys. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're we're just going back to this idea that like maybe it's worth sort of taking a bit of an inventory about how you're doing. It's like where am I on this scale of like stability is the stability that I have going on in my life is it useful to me and 
am I like, I need a rest, actually. I need some sameness. I actually need some downtime. And then when does it become stagnation, right? Like sort of watching ourselves for like, gosh, I'm now I'm starting to feel bored and stuck and apathetic about life. I'm like maybe, maybe I need to introduce some change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when am I like, there's too much change. Maybe I'm running toward it. Maybe it's happening to me. Maybe I'm trying to stay out of my inner life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm creating a lot of busyness and change. And maybe that's actually resulting in a lot of, a lot of chaos mm-hmm. inside me and my relationships. And maybe I just, maybe I should reflect about like, maybe it's time for a little stability, mm-hmm. a little bit slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. I think using that as this framework for understanding why we're maybe feeling or responding the way that we are mm-hmm. and why certain parts of our life maybe feel so out of control or so overwhelming and being able to to look at that and be like, okay, well, what, what parts do I have control over and what parts do I not? Yeah. And is some of that a level of acceptance? Is some of that a level of surrender? And mm-hmm. is some of that, oh, I actually, I have to decide to take an action. I have to decide to move towards something or I have to decide that I'm going to put something into my life to help either create a little more stability or create a little more change. Mm-hmm. And we're always kind of tweaking on that equilibrium it's never going to be perfectly in equilibrium but we're always kind of trying to find the dance between those two because we need both and I think the fact that we see it in nature kind of tells us like oh we're always trying to create that environment for ourselves and knowing that your environment's going to look different than someone else's Mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah good thoughts Shannon thank you so much thanks for having me of course of course all right you guys have a good day Bye. Thanks for listening to the Soul Care House podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions or comments you have, if there are topics you'd like us to address, let us know. Feel free to contact me at elaine at soulcarehouse.com. If you're interested in knowing more about what we do here at Soul Care, our website is soulcarehouse.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle there is Soul Care House and Barn. Talk to you soon.